welcome back to this month's podcast. So I'm your host, as always, Beth Husted, and I'm joined today by Holly Skinner, who is one of our experts. And you can actually access Holly. I've seen her there myself on the Helper Hand app uh, from from Unum. So hi, Holly. Hi there. Thanks for today's. More than more than happy to have you. So today's session is another. It's an all the topics I put on the podcast are important, but this one is really important and I'm actually really passionate about it. So I have mentioned on the podcast before about non-negotiables. So the idea of, I basically have a list of kind of five things that I know I absolutely must do every day or every week, whatever my frequency is to keep my health, my mood and my well-being in that good place. And interestingly enough, coincidentally, because of the topic today, walking daily and exercising like three or four times a week is on there. Now, don't get me wrong, there are people people that I'm friends with, people that I know, people in the world that are far more active than me. But I know for my own mental health and to generally feel good, I need to have that kind of that bare minimum of walking those 12,000 steps every day, being active. So we've got Holly to come along in her capacity as a personal trainer to chat in more detail about why we need to basically, why we need to move more, why it's so important, not only to our physical health, but also our mental health. And she's also going to hopefully share how we can put more movement into part of our daily life. So welcome, Holly, and tell us a bit about yourself, your background, and most importantly, why this topic is so, so important to you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Okay. Um, so I've been in the health and fitness industry for over 25 years plus. I don't really want to count it too much. Um, I owned a gym for over 13 years and I am a nutritionist as well, but I'm also a mum, so I understand a busy life um, and I also used to be a competitive athlete. So yeah, I understand discipline and structure, but I'm retired now. I think the topic of moving is so important because I'm seeing on a daily basis how our lifestyles have changed so much uh, and it really is impacting people's health quite drastically. So yeah, that's why I think it's so important. So that's so you said you're seeing it more and more. I think that's the thing that kind of caught my attention, apart from being an athlete, which we'll definitely have to touch on at some point. So uh, we know that movement is important, but you you mentioned we've we've become more sedentary. Why you know let why is that? Let's set the scene. What's what's actually why are we becoming more sedentary, and how is that uh, how is that affecting us physically? I suppose there are a few reasons that we definitely become more sedentary in some ways technology hasn't really helped things are becoming a lot easier for us to do but also specifically at the moment our lifestyles around our work life have changed so much since we've had covid where we're working from home far more we're moving less because we're not needing to go out to an office or get on transport or really walk anywhere we're probably socializing with our colleagues less because we're not getting that um, interaction on a face-to-face getting up from your desk, moving over to speak to somebody, things like that, where we're at home and we're doing things from home uh, so much. We also have continual access to food because it's probably in the next room. And probably also people are spending more time eating their lunch at their desk because they don't have maybe colleagues to go off and sit and have lunch with or go out somewhere with. Uh, So yeah, spending a lot, lot less time moving around outside of our space. And it's also sort of a time when we need to be far more conscious about making lifestyle choices that are healthy 
because of that change in our habits so yeah 100 yeah do you know what I've I've even noticed just the other week I had to go into London for a customer meeting and in that and I used to go to London like three times a week I'd go to the office there pre-covid I maybe just go to the office just to have a change of scenery etc and on that day that I went to a client site I did the 12,000 steps without even thinking. And in actual fact, I probably did about 14,000 steps that day. I didn't even go to the gym. I didn't actively exercise, so to speak. I just did the normal school run, work run, etc. So you just, and, and, and that's, that's unusual to be doing that yeah. now. The rest of it is always kind of virtual online. And it, it really is, my husband goes to the office twice a week now and he, he, he actually loves it. I know he goes, oh, I can't bother to go, but he, it's that social, like you say, it's the socialising. He'll always go out for lunch, even if he's not buying something outside. He'll leave the office, have a walk. He makes me go for a walk at lunchtime um, when we're home together. But yeah, it really, our world's just got so much smaller mm. during that yeah, pandemic, and and that's definitely impacted our physical health. I started having to see an osteopath during that kind of time where we really became much more home based because I hadn't got to sit to stand desk I hadn't got particularly good behaviors and 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 it made me in so much pain and now obviously I'm a lot better because I've got all of the extra kit so I can definitely see I can definitely see what where you're saying with that mm. with that in mind so we've seen that we're physically less active moving more I know it it helps our mood as well but why are the two linked like what is the importance of exercise to our mental health, that important movement relationship, I suppose. Relating to sort of uh, just more mental health than physical, there's so many benefits, there's numerous benefits, but I'll, I'll give you an example of a few of them. So exercise can uh, trigger um, hormone release of, of um, endorphins. Uh, it's like a natural chemical for the brain, acts as a mood elevator, which can create feelings of euphoria, general well-being, and it helps reduce stress, anxiety, depression, things like that. So, yeah, that, that's an important one. Uh, reduction in stress hormones as well. So like cortisol and adrenaline, which, you know, reduction in those can help regulate our nervous system, which then in turn can also help support our digestive system. It improves our sleep, enhancing our mood, our cognitive function, our emotional stability, all of these sorts of things. Um, good quality sleep uh, and, and things like self-esteem body image, feeling capable, uh, achieving uh, personal kind of milestones can really positively impact how we look at ourselves and how we perceive ourselves, which then leads on to better mental well-being. You so said sleep. Yeah, well, there is the link. But I just, <laughs> I, you said sleep. And do you know what? It's, I talk about the importance of sleep all the time, but I hadn't really thought about that bit about when you go and exercise or you've had a, a, a more active day, you do tend to sleep better. Yes, you do. But obviously, but I don't know why I'd never. And then, because when, when you don't sleep well, you feel rubbish as well. So the fact that you've yeah. moved, you sleep better, your mood then would improve a little bit more. And it's that kind of positive upward cycle. Yeah. I don't know the why that one felt I... a bit more light bulby to me. <laughs> well, yeah, I think it's. But the other one I actually want to mention is social interaction, because obviously we just talked about that in the workplace. But like humans are social creatures, you know, we thrive in communities. You know, our social connections are really important for our mental health and they do contribute to like a good outlook on life. There are what we call blue zones, which are like the longest living humans. They thrive in communities because they are supporting each other. 
Um, and that's really important, especially as we age. So yeah, that's another really important part of getting out and moving and yeah, social interaction. So there, there are loads of benefits to it. I've collected a few friends along the way from from exercise, from from the gym, from stuff like that. So I've got a, there's a group of four of us that you know I met one of them years ago at the gym, and then you know we've all kind of bonded. We actually did a yes. charity walk that we decided to do for um, one of the older guys at the gym he, he's like a trustee of a charity and we thought oh we're going to do that for Martin's for Martin's charity and we did like this 14 mile walk so we ended up combining almost everything you just talked about socialization then and then the kind of giving charity part of it exercise yeah. it was a real real good factor and it was nice because other people could like participate and stuff like that so yeah, yeah it's so important to do stuff like that lots of lots and lots of good good things so I <laughs> Did the well-being assessment on the helper hand app now no, people don't even know what that is so I was basically one of the things you just said about self-esteem and the body image and that piece I don't ever look any different from working out or eating better because I'm too inconsistent with it all however I get to the point where I've been working out for a full well I've worked out for years and years but you get to that point where I'm actually like do you know what I'm so I'm strong like I'm strong and I'm and I can lift stuff and I can squat stuff and I'm constantly improving in what I'm doing I know I've got back fat rolls but actually you kind of care a little bit less because you're looking at something else if it becomes almost less aesthetic and more just yep. you know you've got that feel-good factor and yeah I might not look the way I want to look but hey there's other stuff so it, it, it does make a difference that being said though I am morbidly clinically obese and I thought I've I'm 40 now I've just turned 40 I know it's youthful looks I don't look it but yeah you to, don't look it <laughs> just turn 40 it's, it's the feel, I've got a beauty filter on <laughs> <laughs> just turned 40 and I thought do you know what I I preach about using the app all the time let me actually you know I've had I've done I've met with Sam before and done a podcast with her yeah um but I thought I need to actually properly do this so I did the well-being assessment on the app and it was actually I think it was pretty good in the 70s I think it's out of 100 so I feel that's you know yeah. It's not 11 plus grammar school pass marks, but it was pretty oh. good. <laughs> I, but I struggle, I struggle quite a lot with the self-esteem piece, particularly with the body image and, and the, the combination of clinically obese my age. So combine all of those things with the perimenopause, I feel like I need to go and have some therapy or something. But woo, all of those things together, I thought I need to... I need to be doing more. I need to be something doing something a bit more goal-focused, which is where you guys have come in. So I engaged with the the PT side of things um, and I've had one session with the nutrition side of things through the app. I've got more to come. I think actually with yourself Great. next week. So oh, amazing. <laughs> you haven't looked that far. You haven't seen my name. Um, <laughs> I'll be there. And what, what I've noticed with them, the reason I really value what you guys do is because it's very similar to the way we approach stuff when we work with people. And it's, it's not like an overhaul everything approach. And I really like that. So the focus is on kind of what am I doing right now? Let, we don't need to revolutionise everything. Let's just build on that. Let's just make those small changes. So yeah. Tim, the, the PT that I've got, he just said, right, you're doing 10,000 steps on average a week. Let's get that to tw- a, a day, a week. Oh, blimey. I've never been a week. <laughs> 10, he, he looked at my weekly count and he said, right, you're doing 
10,000 on average. So let's yeah. get that up to 12. Then with the nutrition um, lady, she said, right, let's just think about the basics. Just think about the food groups when making meals. Let's just yeah. do a bit of shopping planning and consider your snacks. Nothing else. We're not, we're not. No. Turning vegan and the, no, like, no, let's no, just no. consider no the food overhauls. groups. Yeah, list and list. I've got that kind of online platform now and it's been really beneficial I've been progressing in my weight training so it's just week on week just making things a bit heavier same free exercises like free exercises three times a week increasing every time and it feels good because I'm feeling that bit stronger so you just said yep we always do things in a gradual approach I suppose I'm because you're off the app we're talking about movement we're talking about mood talk me through that gradually increasing peace why is that a better approach and how would you recommend increasing your movement to help an individual's health and well-being it's really important to realize that even small changes uh like i'm incorporating just literally some uh, some short periods of physical activity short periods of like brisk walking or you know even 15 minutes in the gym or it or whether it is like depending on where your start point is whether that's I'm just going to go out for a walk I'm going to stand up I'm going to do some stretching this can all have a really positive impact okay so it just depends on your start point habits take time to establish um, and then they take effort as well because they have to be conscious initially so um, it's really important to sort of set ourselves realistic goals and something that's achievable so that we're not kind of setting ourselves up for failure uh, and getting too overwhelmed by things and then just not managing what we're trying to set out to do so yes definitely start small start with something that you know that you can sort of start doing today right now whether that's I'm going to get up from my desk and do 10 minutes of walking uh, on my lunch break but the important points are schedule it into your calendar because if it's not on your calendar, along with all of the other things that you have to do, it probably will be the last priority on your list, whereas your health should be the top of your priority on your list. So schedule it in. Where can you realistically put 10, 15 minutes of, I'm going to go for a brisk walk. I'm going to do 10 minutes of stretching. I'm going to block out that time because that's my gym time. And the other thing is as well, is doing something that you enjoy doing. It's so important to enjoy movement and finding something that you enjoy doing because the likelihood of you maintaining it is far greater than if you do something that you sort of begrudge doing. Understanding the benefits of different types of exercise obviously is super important, like strength training is very important, especially as females and especially as we're reaching menopause time. That's really, really important. But at the end of the day, doing something you enjoy and you know you can feel the benefits from is going to be a way of staying consistent and sustaining what you're doing for a lifelong kind of habit really does that make sense yeah 100 percent. and it is it's about having that time I really do agree with you there so I know that have you ever seen the um exhaustion funnel no so there's a it's it's like the journey to burnout which is kind of a little bit aside to this but a life full a full life is one that has work rest play chores so like yep. there's the stuff we yep. have to do we have to do work we have to rest and we have to play and then when we become busier or under more pressure we weirdly drop the play so we drop play. the bit yep. the nice bit the stuff that's good for us we drop that out then actually we haven't got our coping mechanisms pretty much at that point we start to drop yep. we, we lose that 
And then, funnily enough, we go further down the funnel. So then we actually start to think, well, I haven't got time for rest. So we just do work and chores, you know, and slowly, if like we end up just like literally just doing work and chores. There's no rest. There's no play. There's no, it's, yeah. it's really, really a, a bit of a, a miserable life. And the bit that is really, really important for us to remember is the most, the things that are going to help us be successful and prevent us from moving down that exhaustion funnel are all of the elements. Even if you're not doing loads, you don't have to be running a five kilometre race and eating, I always say this, running 5k and eating kale every day. You don't need to be doing that. <laughs> I like you that. don't no, need you don't. to be doing that. Not you can just have your walk. Like I managed yeah. to reach, the, I thought I'm never going to get 12,000 steps in a day, but I ha I just made that concerted effort to, that sounds really, really, oh, it's so embarrassing to say it now, but we've got a downstairs toilet and just actually going upstairs, like chat, like I just made, I was like, no, to get some more go. steps, in. So I just climbed the stairs yeah. to go to the toilet and thinking about, okay, I need to get a few more in. My daughter's trying to build up to go to, to walk to school on her own. I hate it. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll walk you halfway. And it's all right. The weather's a bit fine at the moment. But she now wants to walk to the car. And I'm like, well, then I've got, I'm okay. not even getting out of the car. No. So that's, 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 yes. That used to be a thousand <laughs> steps, like 500 to the school and 500 back. So then I was like, right, well, how can I get, it's basically meeting her needs and mine. I kind of walk halfway and then she meets me halfway and I walk her there half. So I've just been trying to find tiny, yep. tiny little opportunities to add a little bit in. Whenever I have the opportunity, I'll always put, like any meeting I join, they always think I'm a bit weird because I've joined the meeting and then I start moving because I go Ooh, and lift my desk up. But it's like a mental trigger. I'm in a meeting, stand, stand, stand and up. then try yeah, and kind exactly. of move side to side. Walking meetings are another good one. They used to be good, but now everyone wants you on a video. Like they used yeah, to be good. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, that's So true. you have to actively say to someone, can we just do this on the phone so we can walk? Like yeah. they, they used to be a thing in, in lockdown. We were great at them. But now there's kind of like it's the hybrid model and you're either in the office yeah. and you're seeing people. Yeah. Or you're at, so you do have to make a bit more of a concerted effort if you're a full-time homeworker, I think. But yeah, considering that sort of stuff on how do you eat your lunch? Because you could prepare your lunch and then eat it at your desk because that's time efficient because you spent 40 minutes walking. Yeah, for sure. True. So, yes. so can you like use it's that? Just finding those slots of time. Yeah. And, and actually structuring how it works best for you. Yeah. yeah. Work, rest, chores and play. We need all of them to stop us moving down to keep us in that healthy space. So yeah. gradually increasing, that's a much better approach. Yeah. Increasing movement into your day. So you, what have we said so far? We've talked about the gym, walking to things, walking meetings, standing if you take, can. Take what the else? stairs. Stairs. Park further away in the, in the shopping car park, parked at yeah. the other end of the car park. Yeah. Uh, there are so many opportunities in the day. You know, if you're, if you're getting transport to work, like the bus, stop. Get off two stops early, walk the rest of the way. We can find little places to put in movement, definitely. And you can and you've got to remember to push yourself a little bit. Something I noticed on the app is that it always says like add on an extra percent and an extra percent. And so I've even started when I'm doing my little planks at the end, I like doing a 30 second one. I can't do any longer. And I was like, Well, you've done 30 seconds for a yeah. year. Can you do 40 seconds? Not really, but I tried my hardest. <laughs> 
but it's yeah, like but can you do 35 <laughs> yeah i mean yeah just about do anything but the, it's just the idea isn't it of i i always do the same thing so adding a tiny bit adding a tiny bit we're so easy to just go well, that's what i can do but we've yes. got far more capabilities than we gives us we give have. ourselves credit for for sure yeah yeah. Um, you meant, mentioned weight training as well. Like it, obviously, we've got the app, so people can go on the app if if they're an Unum customer. You can do your 360 test, which gives you your your wellbeing score, and then you can book in your personal trainer call or your nutrition call or your life coach call. Trust me, all of them are really, really invaluable. So tell us about. Obviously, you do your your. Um, personal trainer as well but you do the mainly the nutrition calls talk us through what those kind of first exploratory calls actually feel like with the individual once they've gone through the app so a first call an initial call with any client is um, really the opportunity for them to let us know what the purpose is what they're really trying to achieve let us understand what their lifestyle is like their current habits, um, nutrition habits, you know, stress levels, what their sleep quality is like. So we get a picture of that person. We want a really thorough picture of that person and to establish a rapport with that person because obviously you're going to be working quite closely with them on things that are quite personal to them, which is basically their health, you know, which is fundamentally really, really important. So, yeah, it's establishing that rapport, understanding um, what the person is setting out to do and then walking them through a structured plan of how we're going to get there, but in manageable chunks so that nothing is overwhelming. So we always start with, say, three actions that someone can take away and start doing straight away. But simple things, nothing overwhelming. So that's generally how the first few calls go. Fantastic. That's And that's exactly how mine have gone. So winning. Brilliant. So okay. that, oh, it's been a great session. It's one of those sessions where you're we've very much heading in the same direction. We know that movement is going to help you from a physical and an emotional perspective. We need to just get moving more. Our lives, our work, everything is much more sedentary now. We're not as active. Yeah. And that is having that, that detrimental effect. That's what you're seeing yourselves when people are coming, coming through your doors. So we need to be making sure that we are putting the effort and the time into countering that. But it doesn't mean that we now need to be running marathons and, you know, going into weightlifting competitions. We just need to be considering how we can be moving more in exactly the ways we were just talking. We've got opportunity before work, during work, after work. How can we incorporate moving throughout the day, finding something that you enjoy and but prioritizing it? Don't put it off. Let's just get started. So yeah. we've, I've, I've, I challenged you before we met to think of those kind of five key takeaways that you would want uh, anyone listening to this podcast to take away. So hopefully you've got some for us. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I got sort of five key top things I would recommend if anybody was like, right. okay, how do I start with my health? These would be my five. Okay. So the first one is go to bed earlier. I speak to people all the time who tell me they go to bed at half 11, midnight. I'm like, oh my goodness, going to bed at midnight doesn't give your mind or your body the time it needs to repair and restore. You know, we miss out on melatonin production hormones that help with muscle and tissue repair and also things like our memory store you know we have to have time for our, our mind to put stuff into our long-term memory so that's definitely my number one go to bed earlier get off the phone get off the tv that would be my first 
Um, stay hydrated. That's the other thing. It's like we sit at our desk, we forget to drink water. Buy yourself a nice water bottle that you like. Fill it up at the beginning of the day. Try and fill it up again at least once more. Okay. It helps digestive health. It will help joint health and it will help cognitive function, which you need when you're at work. So that's my number two. Get outside. Go outside for a walk, even if it's 10 minutes. Get daylight, preferably in the morning if you can. But if you can't, that, that's no problem. Just 10 minutes. Get your joints moving. You know, it helps to lubricate your joints. It helps with your posture. It helps downregulate maybe when you've been working hard. Yeah, just, just get out. Obviously, physical and mental health, those two things are covered with just a walk. This is another one I say quite a lot, obviously, from the nutrition perspective, is eat consistent meals. I see people snacking all the time because they haven't got time. They haven't got time. They haven't got time. You know, the body loves consistency. It loves to know what's coming. That's that's what we call homeostasis. Um, and eating regular, consistent meals and snacking less is going to help that consistency on our body. And it'll help our digestion as well. So, yeah, that's talking from a nutrition perspective. And really, finally, I, I always just say to people, give yourself a break. You know, we're all so busy. We work so hard. And, yeah, we may have all these great intentions that you're going to do all of these things and, you know, schedule them into your diary. But if you miss one, it's OK. You know, every day is a new day, I say to people. And like you said before, all we're really looking for is that 1% improvement each day. If you can manage that before you know it, you'll have created some really good lifelong healthy habits. Um, so that's how we kind of really need to approach it. I love that. And I think there's some really easy things that we can be putting into play there. I was just I was thinking as you was talking about what is your take on stretching and move, like that sort of thing? Because I know that we don't really all yoga people, mm. but there's an element of particularly when we're in a static posture all day. Is that yeah. it, Would you recommend a frequent like how frequent we should maybe even just be stretching our arms above our heads or, or anything like that 100 percent, yes definitely it is really important because uh, again same as sort of like if you do spend long periods of time in that kind of flex position seated position yeah you do end up getting sort of shortening in certain muscle muscle groups which isn't great for your posture but yes definitely get up and stretch and if you can even if it's just sat at your desk you know opening up your chest things like that, just to make sure that you're not rounding through your shoulders uh, will really help your posture along with that walk. walk. Walking is fantastic for our posture, but if you can do sort of the odd stretch at your desk um, or even better get a standing desk and do your stretching at a standing desk, yeah, that, that's a really good idea. Stretching, walking, exercising where you can, moving, being consistent, I mean, it sounds like a never ending list, but you don't need to do all of the things on the list. You just need to pick pick one thing. Um, yeah. And if, say, if you are, you know, that the interesting thing that I learned from the from the first PT session was because I just looked at my daily steps. But actually you can. There's a way you can look on your Fitbit or whatever it is you've got and you can just look at your whole week and look at how many you've like add them up over the seven days, divide it by seven. And then, you know what you're actually doing per day. And that yeah. was really yeah. insightful for me because I, you kind of think, oh, yeah, I'm doing about X amount, but you, you're not on average. Yeah. And so then and that's can, okay. It's fine, but you set your, then you can make sure your goal's a bit more realistic. Yes, you can. Where I was at a client site yesterday, someone said, oh, well, I, you know, I try and, I try and meet my 10,000 steps a day. And I went, okay, that's great, but 
but you said try how many days are you setting yourself the actually. goal to actually meet it because the frequency is is incredibly vital here isn't it mm. the frequency yeah. the importance that it plays to you and then kind of thinking what the actual task is that's yeah. probably the way to work out what those non-negotiables would be yeah brilliant absolutely. have you got any other parting words for our listeners for today or are you I don't think so no I think just don't get too overwhelmed by it all pick one thing start with that and uh yeah be kind to yourself 100% so we've obviously you can can access the help at hand app um through your phone if you are working with with Unum and have the have the particular product but you don't need to have the app in order to undertake any of the things that we've spoken about today it's very much a gradual approach considering what where you're actually at at the moment and just adding to it we know that there is a really clear relationship between the improvement of your mood and the, the improvement in your physical health and your mental health when you are moving more so just you know start start where you can start and just continuously improve thank you so much for your time today holly thank you Beth. and we'll see you again on the next one thank you 